Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 30 of West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, I am talking to Jason Crossett and Kelly Krupski from New York Beer Project. I was up there for the first annual, I assume it's going to be annual, the first annual New York Beer Project homebrew competition where I was there with probably about 10 to 15 other homebrewers pouring our homebrew right there in the tap room. And it was a popular choice competition. Some great beers won and they're going to be brewing those right out there at New York Beer Project. I was able to convince Jason and Kelly to find a quiet area and talk me through the history of New York Beer Project. It's only been on the scene for about a year, and I wanted to hear the story behind it and what they're doing that really makes them special out there. So before we get into that, I want to let you know that Buffalo Beer Week is coming up next, and the next episode that I'm going to be doing is going to be a preview about Buffalo Beer Week that'll be coming out next Wednesday. I would also like to ask a favor that you rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps other people find it. People have been doing that. And again, I'm going to read one of those reviews at the end of this podcast. So on today's episode, I am drinking a Delirium Nocturnum. It's a Belgian ale. If you want to find out how I like any of the beers that I talk about on here, go to Untapped. It's untapped.com forward slash user forward slash W-N-Y-B-R-E-W-S. So we'll get right into this interview here with Jason and Kelly at New York Beer Project. So I'm here with Kelly Krupski. Yes. Did I pronounce it right? You did. Okay. Good. And Jason Crossett from New York Beer Project. And hello. Hello. Hi, hello. Scott. How are you? So I'm here on the day of the New York Beer Project first annual homebrew competition. And it was phenomenal. There were a bunch of homebrewers. I think there were eight actually serving their beer here in New York Beer Project, which we'll start off is a beautiful building. Thank you. So tell me about the building here. Well, it's um, a brand new build. It's meant to look old and retro. It's got 85,000 bricks in the entire uh, 17,500 square foot facility. Wow. It's it's big. Yeah. I get lost here sometimes. <laughs> My husband can never find me. But it's it's just it's it's a great building. And we're not even a year old yet, and we've had so many things. Like last Saturday, we had bagpipes just walking through the place. And yeah. today we have our home beer. For our homebrew competition, it was it was really, it was really wonderful. It was greater than the sum of its parts. It really was. It was warm and friendly and inviting and and you know it was it was great to get feedback on homebrews from our Excellent. head brewer Jason and yeah. Seems like a nice guy. He's. he's Jason, I'm a decent guy. Jason, I'd like to think that. Jason. <laughs> or just Jason, ask my wife and see what she thinks. That's right. Jason is the nicest person ever. He's the kind of person if he, he sees a spider, he like lets it out the front door. And he's, he's Jason's the best. So Kelly, how did you come into the beer world? What was, what was the impetus on this? Well, I my husband and I took a trip to Colorado and we we didn't visit breweries a lot um, yeah. and we visited a brewery and we just loved what was going on inside we just it was a great feeling and when we walked in the door and we felt sad when we walked out and I mean there was little kids there was older people there was millennials there was things going on they were selling 
girls got cookies and pairing them with beer. And we were like, oh my God, we need to do that. But we need to bring it back to Lockport, which is where we live, and that's what we did. Excellent. So you said it's been a little bit less than a year. Yes. Our one year anniversary is November 19th for the building, but All right. they- The beer is January 20th. Okay. Wow, yeah. it's really young. So when I had you guys like in February, that was like brand new. Oh yeah, at that point our beers are only about a month old. And what we've learned since you say you know since February yeah. is is a lot. I mean, we, every day, every day, Jason and my husband Kevin and I and everybody that works here is out of their comfort zone. But <laughs> the great the, we are. But the great thing about everybody that works here. You know, especially, you know, Jason and, and everybody is that they, it's okay. It's like, you know, we're, we're going to learn today and we're going to do new things and they do. And it's great. And Jason, where are you from? I grew up in Syracuse, New York. I've lived all over New York State, though, anywhere from Ithaca to Albany to Rochester. Um, before I moved here, I grew, I was in uh, Houston, Texas for a few years. Okay. Um, I did a lot of um, financial work, doing uh, sales and marketing and like the, the energy industry. Yeah. Um, and I did that for about four years. And before that, I was a, an investigator for New York State. But um, like every job I've ever had, just never seemed to fulfill something like inside me. Like I just didn't feel like yeah. satisfied when I left at the end of the day and it didn't matter about how much I was making or you know you know I guess if it was in sales like if I if I put a solar you know system on this person's house or you know when I was with the state did we you know track down somebody that was embezzling money like that stuff was all great <laughs> but still like nothing ever really satisfied me yeah the only thing that ever really satisfied me was beer beer is right? great and you know I brewed for eight years before I even went to school I brewed in uh I really started brewing a lot in Ithaca. Part huh. of it too was I was a couple blocks away from Ithaca Beer Company. At the yeah. time I lived down in Ithaca, you could go down there every day and drink free samples. And oh, nice. So I'd go down there every day with my friends and we'd drink free samples. There were also homebrew shops, that's where I got all my ingredients. So yeah. it was like, it, was, it made it real easy for me to kind of catch the buzz, right, so to speak, of like the whole brewing, you know, brewing your own beer, right? I mean, you can make great beer and you can make it for a hell of a lot less money than we could buy it. Yeah. And so I started doing that with a bunch of buddies and, you know, just kind of snowballed, you know, from there. And it just became more of an obsession than a hobby. And I quickly found in, like, Texas where I would, I'd, I'd throw parties and I'd, I'd have, like, tasting parties and friends would come over and like, this is, like, this is really good. Like, this is great. Yeah. And, you know, that made me feel good. So um, it really made me decide to kind of go back to school. Sorry. No, you're good. And, uh... So that's when I decided to leave Texas and go to school in Canada. And um, honestly, I didn't think I would be at New York Beer like at a place like this yeah. when I first graduated. Figured it'd take me at least three to four years. It's definitely not even to get like the head brewing job. Yeah. So like to have this opportunity and to be where I'm at now, I'm like super thankful and really excited. And it's something that I've always wanted to do and I feel super passionate about. And you know, I just love it. And it's good beer. I had I had a couple of beers tonight. They're really good beers. How how big is the system here? We have a 15 barrel brew house and a three and a half barrel pilot system. Uh huh. But with the 15 barrel brew house, we have 15 barrel, 30 barrel, and 60 barrel tanks. Okay. So we have a pretty decent pound. Um, we're shooting for about 1,500 barrels this year. Yeah. But we probably have the if we were to max out of capacity, 
we probably hit somewhere, I think, around four to 5,000 barrels, you know? Wow, okay. We can max out. We're not gonna be there next year by any means. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a steady, slow growth is probably the way to go, you know, and continue to perfect your beers, and, and quality is always number one. Yeah. Right? You don't wanna just grow really fast because you can push beer out into the marketplace. We wanna make sure that it's like, you know, top quality. Um, we saw, we all saw what happened in the ninth, like the mid '90s with breweries, and we had like this big influx of breweries. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't want to see that happen again. Not, I'm not just talking about near beer project, but just in general. So for us, like, and for me, like, quality is number number one thing. So Excellent. we're going to focus on that and not just focus on trying to produce as how much you know volume we can produce. Okay. So where are you distributing to now? Just to the tap room? You know, like when you, when you. What was the number that, that we're looking at doing this About year? About 1,500. And yeah. that's, that's basically over the over the bar. I mean, yeah. that's, that's how much, how many people we have walking that's here great. Um, a day. Um, but now we're starting very, very slowly. Uh, we have uh, Glenn Sinegran, he calls himself our Minister of Mayhem, but he's our sales. Uh, we're just going to start slowly. And we're on tap at about five, six bars uh -huh. around town we, we never want we have to please the people here in-house first we never want to run out yeah um, so you know like I say now we're just starting to slowly get out there and like in like Jason said in a very very controlled way we never want to put a product out there but we're not absolutely perfectly proud of you know so excellent so but that, that will slowly start to um, you know get, get bigger our bars that we're in, our restaurants that we're in, yeah. um, we don't look to bottle anytime, anytime soon, you know, like I say, we're Brits making it, so All right. eventually. So Kelly, what's your favorite kind of beer? My favorite kind of beer is a Scotch Ale, which oh, okay. ironically... You got the wee heavy downstairs. It was, yes, and we have a Scottish export uh, that we brew for the Scottish Festival, hence the bagpipes I was talking about. Oh, uh, nice. So... And yeah, they they, they brewed, uh, Jason brewed a scotch and a wee heavy. Um, but you know, I I'm, I like all kinds of beer. Yeah. Uh, where you know before I was basically a wine drinker, and now I just love to try any, anything that's out there. Yeah, I totally understand that. So, where's the goal? Where are you looking? Cut that out. Where where are you looking to go? Uh, with New York Beer Project. Are you looking for a specific kind of beer? You want to keep it to something specific? or I think we want to have a good mix of approachable beers to, Appro yeah, you know, good. to, to mat not, I don't want to just say the mass market because that just sounds kind of, You have to, to sell me, your beer. You, you have, have to sell to your sell beer, it. but when I say like mass market, it just seems like, like, you know, big beer, right? So I, so I hear you, all adjunct about. lagers for yeah, the next half year. This is not what we're doing. But all you right. want approachable beers because, you know, honestly, we are in Lockport. And um, I think, like right now, we're trying to educate too. Yeah. Consumers, right? And sometimes we'll come out with beer styles that they don't quite understand, which is okay. And so we educate them, and like we've we come out with styles that you know I feel like maybe is something they don't drink a lot of, and then they've learned about it and now they like it, right? So I think part of what we're doing is educating. Yeah. Um, so to do that, you need to have approachable beer styles, and then also we want to we want to get into a mix of. You know, some more of that kind of unique, you know, experimental stuff. Maybe it's a sour, maybe it's a mixed fermentation, you know, farmhouse ale. Yeah. Definitely want to get into more IPAs um, and, you know, the kind of stuff that would draw people to come here 
you know, not only from Buffalo and Amherst and Clarence and Niagara Falls and, you know, East Aurora, but maybe someone from Ohio or from Pennsylvania or even from Western, or I'm sorry, like Central or Eastern parts of New York State. Yeah. So to do that, you need to have, you know, more unique styles, right? And I mean, I guess maybe it's like IPAs or Saisons or... Well, we have a barley wine going um, now in... Uh, we do. We have a 13% barley wine aging in bourbon barrels. Uh, we have a we have nice. a sour primary fermenting in red wine uh, cabernet barrels. Yeah. So we're gonna do things like that to really entice the you know that beer geek, right? So to speak, yeah. the beer connoisseur. I mean, there's yeah. I, I think there's different styles for everybody out there. But you know, personally, like my philosophy, I like almost every beer style. But like, I, there's days where I want something that's you know that would be that more approachable style that's you know brewed true to classic, right? Maybe it's just yeah. a true English porter, right? You don't have to spice it up. You don't have to do anything different. It's just a true style. It's well made, and it's just really good beer. Yeah. And then other days, you know, I want that big juicy hot bomb or something funky, or, or something that you know, like are we heavy? It's not a traditional we heavy. If yeah. I were to enter that in the we heavy category, they may criticize me because I use peat smoke malt in there. But you know what? It's kind of like that's what brings about. You want to, you can kind of step outside the boundaries. And, 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 last and you don't really, and you don't really have to, <laughs> you know, stick to a certain style. You can change it up and yeah. you make it what you want. Excellent. And so we want to do, uh, I think, a mixture of all of that, and definitely take feedback from consumers. Yeah. You know, what they like, and then try to, you know, give them what they want. At the same time, try to educate them and try to get them to like something that they maybe they don't like. Right. Expand okay. their palate. Well, like tonight, we had the People's Choice Award, and the, the people got to vote. You yeah. Know? We didn't get well. The, we, we also had a brewer's choice award, but it was very important to me to have that the pe- what the people wanted to be brewed on our pilot system. Yeah. Because you know they're 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 who support us. And it's, this is who we're doing it for. Give me why people should come to New York Beer Project. Well, there's so <laughs> many reasons. First Give me a of one all, sentence. Well, you know, it's it's just it's 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 a great experience. Yeah. It's. it's it's about the beer, it's about the food, it's about the food and beer pairings, it's about the friendly service, it's about the events that we just had that brings the community together, like tonight and last week. With, and, and it's just, it is. An ex- it's an experience where you can go and you can bring the family and you can just have a really good time, let your hair down, and let's just see what y'all look like. It's just, a, it's just a fun place. Excellent. One sentence from you. Why are you coming here? I would say you come to New York Beer Project because... We have so many different places where you can actually drink or sit down and eat, and, you know, eat some food and enjoy yourself, whether it's yeah. by the, the creek out in the back or in the front patio or out in our restaurant space or in our taproom bar that you can actually overlook the brewery space. And if you even come during the day or, or maybe late evening, you can catch us still bring a batch of beer. Uh, there's, I guess there's just so much like you can do here. And yeah. I think that, like what Kelly said, the experience, right? And honestly, I think we're making pretty good damn beer, so we should put that right here. <laughs> Hey, I'm not going to disagree. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Everybody, once again, thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that you made it to the end here. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash WNY Brews. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash WNY Brews. We are on Untapped. It's untapped.com forward slash user forward slash WNY Brews. Check out drinkthisbuffalo.com where you can tell us what beer you are currently drinking. 
And I'll surely be posting where I am during Buffalo Beer Week. I'm not doing anything official, but I, I do plan on being at a bunch of the events. So I hope to see you out at those. So as I was saying, I wanted to read one of the reviews from the iTunes store about the podcast. So this one says it's from Tig Biddies. Fun. <laughs> it says brew education time. It says what an awesome show. If you are a fan of microbrewers like myself, then you will definitely enjoy West New York brews. Take the time to give yourself a real full body description of the brews he is talking about and etc. Definitely worth the sub and etc. Lots of etc. is in there from Tig Biddies. Thank you. Um, I will see you on the next episode of West New York Brews, where we're talking about Buffalo Beer Week, just in time for Buffalo Beer Week to start, look at your local retailer for the Buffalo Beer Week pamphlet to see all of the events that are going on. Thank you for listening. Once again, here are the Rearview Ramblers with the Camp I Beer with Condolences off of their newest EP, Buffalo Americana. Check them out, rearviewramblers.com. Because you can't.